Welcome to the Skill Stadium, a podcast for the skilled trades, where you can learn about the opportunities and benefits of working in the skilled trades from business owners, hiring managers, and the hardworking, talented professionals. And now, your host, Keith Williams. Hi, Keith Williams here with the Skill Stadium podcast, episode 50. Today, you are going to learn about the power of resumes and how to build your online presence, whether you have a degree or not, in order to create job opportunities for you. The expert that I have, guest that I have today, is a former actual very analyst. He's currently the founder and CEO of nodegree.com. He's a UMAP certified career coach, born in Bangladesh, moved to New York City when he was three. He's been there ever since. In high school, he attended Bronx Bachelorette in Applied Mathematics and Economics, and he went to CUNY Queens College, Master of Science in Actual Science at Columbia University. He enjoys being an assistant wrestling coach. It's something he enjoys in his free time. Today, please welcome Jonad Iqbal to the Skill Stadium podcast. Jonad, how are you this morning? I'm excited, man. I usually don't do mornings, but I do mornings for stuff like this. Well, hey, man, I, Jonah, I appreciate you agreeing to come on this podcast. I'm a huge fan of you. I've been watching your podcast and listening to your podcast and watching the content that you have. One of the things I have to say about you is you are so great at engaging people and having people engage you. Can you tell us what you do differently? Like how you are you able to connect with so many people and have that great rapport? I mean, one way is just build up others. I mean, I, you're, probably, you're probably doing it based off of LinkedIn. And one way that I do well on LinkedIn, like people are like, how do you get so much engagement? And it's like, I just make sure to engage with others. Like there are other people who I connect with. Like you'll see me, like I'll be on your post. It doesn't matter. Someone has one like, 10 likes, 50 likes. Like if I like what they're about, I like their content, I'm going to support them. And I, that's something I do consistently. Right. And it's something I've been doing consistently for two years because and I do that in real life. Like if there's a way I can sort of support someone else, I'll find a way, whether it's pointing them in the right direction or, you know, connecting them with someone. And I find that you keep doing it. It just comes back. What goes around comes around. Yeah. I, and I, I agree, Jonathan. You actually connected me with the uh, person who edits my podcast. So, I mean, you've been very helpful. And, you know, you did that not even knowing me from a hole in the wall. So I've always been a fan of yours just because you give back and I'm, you've impacted a lot of people's lives, probably more lives than you even know. And uh, I admire you for that. No, thank you. And yeah, you know what? I totally forgot. He, Alejandro is amazing, right? He's, he's the one who edits. He's amazing. And so, and again, I met him through a LinkedIn connection who like, he lost his job. And so I was like, do you need a podcast? I was like, yeah, I do. So it's, it's just about giving back, just staying in touch with people and doing what you can for them. Yeah, I agree. I think the challenge that a lot of people have is that we meet so many people, but you have to continue to develop these relationships. That's why it was so important for me to kind of reach back to you and get connected and get you on the show. Talk to me about the kind of kid you were growing up and how did that shape you into the man that you are today? You know, I was, I was an interesting kid. I mean, I was a good kid. I have strict, so I have strict parents. And they were always like school, 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 right? And I always did well in school, but they were the type like, oh, you got a 97, all oh, that other kid in the class got a hundred or, you know, why didn't you get, like, even if I got a hundred, why didn't you get the extra credit? So, and it's honestly like sort of ruined the relationship with my parents. Like 
I just don't take my mom's opinion seriously because it was like all those years, it's like you just purely judged me on numbers when I did really well. Whereas these other people, you didn't judge me on my character. You didn't judge me on that. And, you know, that's kind of why I started No Degree because it, one of the influencing factors is that education was so emphasized to the point where it's detrimental. And I'm not saying education is not important, but there's a balance in everything, right? Yes. At some point, you know, if a kid's doing a 95, 98, there's very little difference, you know? Yeah. But, you know, if you're not going to judge the person as a whole, and I feel like a lot of people without degrees, they're not judged as a whole. They're just judged on, oh, this person doesn't have a degree. Therefore, they're not committed. Therefore, they just they just attach so many negative things. And it's like there are plenty of criminals who have college degrees. Right. Think about all <laughs> think about all this financial fraud that's done. It's done by people yeah. in high titles, great positions who are ripping off people. And it's you know, it's like one of those things that I don't want people to be judged on the fact that they don't have a degree because there are plenty of people who contribute a lot to society, contribute a lot to their community and they're just great people, but they just don't have degrees and that's fine. Yeah. I also think Jonah, another, another challenge is that you came up at a time when, and, and I came up at a time too, when college was the end all be all. And yeah. I think maybe your parents focused on not knowing that there were other options that they were just locked in on that. Possibly. You know, you know, my parents, so I'm, immigrant parents so for them like that's all they know like you immigrate yes. to a different country you have a better life for your kids and you know like my father did it all like he was a butcher had a little convenience store limo driver taxi driver so for him oh yeah you know and then construction is what he's been doing for like 20 plus years i think and for him it's just that's all he knew right just like in back home it's like in countries like bangladesh india you don't have an education you're you're like pretty much screwed Right. It's just that's just how those countries are. You um, you know, less regulation, just everything's very different. So that obviously played a factor. And also there was a time like when if you had a college degree, it was so much cheaper and you got so many more opportunities. It's just the world is changing. Right. Like it's not what it was in the 70s, 80s, 90s, where a college degree was rare. And but now it's not rare. Now it's just like, yeah, every, just hand them out left and right to just people, oh, and, yeah. you know, people who don't necessarily deserve them. So it's a different time. And I think the times are changing. And especially in the U.S., the cost is astronomical. Yeah. Also, companies are changing. Companies want to see that people have skill sets that that are translated into results. I think results matter more than anything. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, as, as business owners, you're, you want to know that you've hired somebody who could do the job. That's all that matters and can do it well. And whether that person has a degree or whether they don't, you know, when you're about business, you're about business. You're just about yeah. getting your, your business done, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah. Who do you think had a big influence on you, you know, when you were growing up, you know, like uh, biggest influence on you when you started No Degree? And what did you learn from them? I mean, I, I it's hard to say biggest influence because I was actually inspired just by the concept itself. And I was more inspired by the fact that I could help people who kind of didn't have degrees because people without degrees, they're often like they didn't have a centralized source. They often only get it from their family members or someone they know, so a cousin or something. That's what inspired me. But, you know, like people who really inspire me and I kind of look back, it's like a Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali, just like people who had great impact, right? People who caused actual change, you know, who sort of suffered for what they believed in. Because what they, but they stood up for what was right. And again, they didn't go to college. Like, you know, Malcolm X, he actually learned a lot and he's one of the best orators of all time. And 
he learned it just by reading books in prison. He just read, 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 right? And you look at Muhammad Ali, it's just look at his charisma and presentation. Like a lot of people don't realize, like, if you're that charismatic on camera, you're even more charismatic in person, right? And so just like that, and just how they had so much impact on society and, you know, they didn't learn it in the classroom. I agree 100%. I will tell you this. We live in a day and time where you you can learn so much without going to school because of resources like YouTube. You also have boot camps where you can take programs and learn how to code and learn technical skills. And at the end of the day, if you can execute, you also have platforms like this podcast, video, everybody's got a video phone where you can share your expertise and knowledge. And that creates opportunities for you. So I agree with you on that. And, you know, there are folks like, you know, obviously like Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali, who didn't have those resources, but yet they still had a huge impact on people's lives. So we're so fortunate to have all these resources. I mean, I came up at a time where social media didn't exist. So yeah, I can really appreciate it. (laughs) Look, same here. Look, social media only... I don't know. I had my say, but I don't know. My space was just a different, it was like social media 1.0 or something. Right. There you go. And yeah. it was a different time. It didn't have the same impact because, you know, phones weren't, you know, you didn't have phones with data carrying around being common. So it's interesting. Social media has definitely really changed the landscape of, you know, just the access definitely. of the things you can learn. Hey, you know, I look at no degree more as a movement and yeah. you have quite a following when you started, do you ever think it would have this big of an impact? Yeah, man. I, I'm a dreamer. So I like started it and I was like, look, this is going to be big. Obviously, I thought it would grow faster, but you know, life ends up working out. Sometimes it's like, you know, now it's grown at the right pace. So because I kind of saw like so many people just they look, you look at tuition and I have some I see some people, these kids who go to college, they still don't even understand the basics of like finances, right? Like you're going to drop this much for this. And, you know, sometimes it's just choose a cheaper college, right? I'm yes. not saying don't go to college, just choose a cheaper one. But, you know, they got to go to a certain name school. They got a dorm yeah. and they got to do all this. And it's just you come out and you have so much debt and it's just not worth it. I, I could tell you something. I think young people need to look at it. And I think hopefully their parents are because a lot of times their parents are fitting the bill as more of an investment. Obviously, you know, if I'm spending X number of dollars I should know what type of job, what's the payoff, and in how many years. Because yeah. you would never make an investment of that kind of magnitude. You know, we're talking, yeah. you know, minimum $25,000, $30,000 a year. You know, call it maybe $120,000 investment, four years of your time. And also your time is important yeah. without knowing what's the return. Who would, not, if, yeah. I mean, if I came up to you and said, give me $120,000, I can't tell you what the return on is, but yeah. you, know, you may or may not get a return. No, it, it's that? sad. It's so sad because it's a very emotional, social, cultural decision. Yes. And, you know, you got to think of it as a business. It's like getting into business because, oh, I like the business or it's a great location. But you got to have a business plan. You know, you got to at least have the basics. And look, things change all the time. I understand. But you got to at least have the basics of a business plan when you go to college. Yes. The thing is, you're in, you're the business. And how oh, yeah. do you get the most ROI for your time? Yeah. And I'm going to just go a little uh, in a different in a different direction because, yes, I did go to college. Now, when I did my MBA, I did my MBA in 2008. My company was paying for it. Yeah. And before I even did it, I was looking at, okay, 
I was looking at jobs that were paying considerably more. So I was at a point in my career where I was in my mid thirties and yeah. I wasn't able to get certain types of jobs. Yeah. And it kept saying MBA, MBA, MBA. Also yeah. as a minority, I knew that I had to have more education just yeah. to compete. It's so I looked at it this way. I said, look, you know, the jobs are going to pay. It was going to cost me about 30,000 for two years. Yeah. The first job I got, paid over 30k more than what yeah, I was so making. you got you got your money back Made my money back in the first year and my company paid for it in a case like that then it's worth it and yeah and I and I looked at it as an investment yeah and, and that's the only way I looked at it Wait. I said will I make more after I get the degree and I was like yes because I'd already looked at the jobs yeah. and that's what people need to do yeah so one thing I'm going to challenge you on that you know it's great you got the return but I also think that you shouldn't have had to have the MBA to sort of get that raise because, you know, I yes. find that a lot of times, like, did you feel you could, you know, the job you got next, did you feel you could have done that job without the MBA? Definitely. Definitely. So, you know, you, tell you I, something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I focus. It, all it did was trigger me to start focusing on learning more. Yeah. Cause all I did during my MBA was just, Work hard enough to get the grades just to get the degree. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, you just I needed spent it. Time early after I was done. Yeah. And, you know, it's just sad because it's not like that. It's one thing if the MBA transformed you, it taught you crazy life experiences, it gave you certain specific skills that, but, you know, oftentimes people just get the MBA because these jobs require it and that's it. And they'll get the raise. And then it's sort of like, okay, why not save this company 30k why not find another way to sort of assess your skills and then give you that and then look there are people who are paying that themselves so now essentially they're paying 30k to get that raise but it's like why now they could have spent that time just doing something else that would have had a better impact on their future an actual impact you know not an artificial impact of just you know doing this thing for a show i agree the only thing i felt like it helped me with was just helping me to focus my time and energy on learning more because yeah. I was in a learning mode. Yeah. And before that, I'd never really focus on going and learning stuff and yeah. reading books. So much. I think the job description just said, be in a learning mode and that's it. Just be exactly. learning. You know, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that's it. But that's why I say that only to say, I know we went off subject yeah. a bit is that you have to look at the return on your investment. Yeah. hundred percent. You have to look that's... at, I'm spending this, how much more am I going to get paid? And people don't spend enough time, finding out what salaries really pay. You know, with my skill trades job platform, I interview people and they tell me what they're making. Yeah. That's the best data you can get is just yeah. talk to somebody who's doing the job. What do you make? I make 50,000. Okay. Now when I talk to people about certain careers, man, I just talked to this guy who's a welder. He's been doing it for two years. He makes 50,000. That's real world data. Yeah. And I think people need to do that more often before they go into these jobs. Go find out what you're going to make. Go find out how long it's going to take to get the education and what it's going to cost you. That's all you really need to know. And do you enjoy it? Do you think yeah. that you enjoy it and you're good at it? Yeah. And, and and that's what a lot of young people need to do. Like these skilled trades, they pay really good money. They do. And you're qualified in less than a year. Yeah. And you know, less the, the other thing, let's not even talk about you know, the cost is one aspect. The other thing is some people just want to build stuff. They don't want to sit behind the desk. They want to do something else. Like you take someone who likes working with their hands, who likes doing certain things and you put them behind a desk and in front of a computer, man, you're just like slowly eating away at their soul. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Hey, you know, something is, you know, during the pandemic, 
a lot of colleges. I think the pandemic exposed a lot of colleges. Yeah. It made them have to make adjustments on how they deliver education. Yeah. I believe that the ability to learn online is going to really affect these colleges. What's oh, yeah. your view on this? No, on, I mean, on, look, on, think about it. Zoom license is like 15 bucks, man. And these yes. schools still charge the same tuition for this. You know, it just really showed just how money hungry they are and just how slow they are to adapt. And, you know, there are a lot of schools, they just raise tuition and they try to justify or like, I don't know, man, if I'm a business and things change, I'm going to give you a discount. I'm going to offer you something else. I'm going to change things. Like, imagine you you paid for, I don't know, a live concert and I sent you a music video <laughs> or I said, like, I sent you something over Zoom. You're gonna be like, what are you doing? I'm like, nah, nah, I'm going to raise price. It's just like, what? What is that? And the thing about it, too, is it's the value. People are understanding the value. Yeah. And and I, I really think colleges are in trouble because, like I said, you can't continue raising those those rates without bringing additional value. You know, oh, like look, people I'm lost tell you. their minds. No, you can yeah, if right. people you can if people still pay it. And, you know, the bigger yeah, problem you're right, is. You're right. You know, look, if I'm charging like $50 for a turkey sandwich, people complain, but they're still paying. That's you know, true. I'm, I'm still going to, you know, so the fact is, is that people and the thing is that people have so much power. Like I've seen, you know, like New York State made like tuition free for a lot of families. Right. If you made like under 100K. So the well, university by me, they actually sent a letter out to their local to their staff like, hey, we can't give out raises and all that stuff. So they feel the pressures early. So if you just had one year where you had a group of people who were like, hey, we're not going to college, I guarantee you tuition would drop overnight. Overnight, yes. all of a sudden, they'd, they'd find ways to lower the price. They'd find ways to add more value. They'd find all this way. Because the fact is, it's not the professors making the money. It's not like professors who are getting paid. It's all just assistants, extra staff, administrative, all these other things that don't necessarily add more value to the college. No, I agree. I agree. I think, I think if the consumers start getting wiser... You know, yeah. and I think they are, but we're putting their foot down saying, hey, we're not going to tolerate this. Yeah. I mean, parents are the big issue because the thing is yes. the parents are the a lot of times the parents are the ones who are pushing these kids who really shouldn't even go to school. Like when I went to school and there's some kids, they show up be on the iPad all day. They're just contributing yeah. nothing. Like it's like, why are you here? You're not here to learn. When they go for yeah. the exam, they just cheat on the exams. I had someone who never showed up as a semester. He came up to me the last day and he said, oh, can I cheat off you? I said, no, like. <laughs> like, I don't know you. I don't know anything about yeah. you. You didn't offer any money. Like, I'm just like, wow. no. And like, you want me to put my thing at risk. You're not even my friend. So like, yeah. what are you doing? And it's like, and you know what? That person ended up getting a degree. Wow. Right? And you serious? know, he's going to be, he's going to be looked at as a more valuable candidate than, you know, someone who's wow. hardworking, but doesn't have a college degree. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. And it, it you know, and him asking to cheat is, is, that's his character. Like that's, that's, that's going to come back. That's his character. That sells you a lot. That means he's going to be doing uh, cutting corners when it comes to work. Like, oh, he's, of course. you're willing to. Yeah. No, that, that means he's going to be cutting corners, but he's going to be like, oh, well, you, he's going to be mad at when other people cut corners. That's how those people always are. Yeah. Yeah. And so how do we help our young people, especially our youth, learn that there are careers that do not require a degree to make a good living? Because this is something you talk about. And, and I think it's important if you could kind of speak to that on how we could help young people learn like, Hey, there is another way. I know you've emphasized this with your no degree move, but yeah. talk to us about how, you know, this is the big issue. Like schools have to do a little 
just saying, hey, look, there's some other options. Because right now it's just college, college, college. Which college are you going to? There's a big thing, high school, all these college counselors and all stuff. You got to have other people who know about these other careers. And then the other thing is one of the reasons schools don't push it is that they'll get in trouble because parents, right, they move, they stay in locations, they choose which schools they send their kid to. A lot of parents, once they hear, oh, they they told about options other than college, I'm going to pull my kid out. And that's a big thing. So schools respond to parents. If parents wanted their kids not to go to or they were open to that, schools would respond. But schools right now are so afraid of these parents who are going to pull out their kids that they don't talk about these options. Because once people pull out their kids, right, they get less funding, right? Less Mm funding. You know, it's all it all ties down to money. And so that's a big thing that. It all starts, in my opinion, it all starts from the parents, that parents have to be okay yes. with it. And it trickles down because kids, they don't know anything about careers. They just know what their parents showed them and they know what school shows them. So I think now more and more that schools are coming to a point because it's like they realize like, what are this kid's not been doing good for four years. College is not ready for him. But then you see some of these kids, you give them alternative options. and You great, man. They do like these shop classes. They're like ready. They're good with their hands. They're doing this stuff outside. They're working on cars. They're doing these other things. So you have to kind of open their eyes and then they'll kind of go to where they want to go. And then they'll be led to resources. But I think first, the you got to take things one step at a time. First, you have to just make it okay for people not to go to college make it acceptable and sort of give them the options. That's the first step. Now, the resources wise, there are a lot. And I just tell people go to podcasts like, you know, your podcast is like amazing for that. You know, then you have my podcast. There's so much on podcasts. Like there's always like a welder talking about their career. There's always someone talking about the career and you get so much great info and just about the job in general. Yeah. I'd also say, listen to people who are in a position where you'd like to be. So, yeah. you know, when I talk to young people who are in the skill trades under the age of 30 and I hear them making 50, 60 K and up. Yeah. That's good money. That's I don't good care money. what anybody says when you're under 30, a lot of people are under illusion that everybody makes six figures and that's no, crap. that that's just crap. And the other thing is if you make six figures, but you took 200 K to get there, you also have to yes. be mindful of that. And then, you know, they may be making, 50 60k at 30 but they also have other opportunities when they grow up they also have and you know the benefits is another thing that you get these very good benefits and you know you come out with these pensions you know when you work for these unions that's another option and then the other option is you also have time to do side work like i know people who are in the skilled trades and they do side work and do some plumbing and they'll make like 800 over the weekend you know just yes. hours worth of work so there's like these other options that you always have to consider Right. Everything yeah. has a pros and cons and you have to be strategic about it. Yeah. Jonathan, I want you also to reiterate that want to reiterate what you just said is the ability for them to do side work. I really want yeah. to emphasize it's skillers. If you're listening, I call my audience skillers or people who like yeah. who understand the importance of skill trades. He just said uh, something really important, which is their ability to make money on the side because someone will always pay you to fix your electrical and plumbing. Yeah. And you could charge them a good amount of money in a short period of time. Yeah. And I mean, $800, like 500, 600, 800, whatever it is yeah. in a weekend, that's, that's some good money. I mean, look, $200, like I'm not even going to go that high. $200, like you yeah. give me $200. Like yeah. I've seen people, you know, just like, and sometimes just hobby wise, right. You get to see what you yeah. build and all that, but you have so much option. Like, Oh, can you help me? You know, Sometimes you have vehicles, right? So you help someone move, right? You could get money off yeah. that. You help someone put something together. You help someone fix something. Like you have the tools, right? Because a lot of times having the tools is expensive. But if you have it through work or it's because it's something you're accustomed to, I don't know. Like, and the fact is, like, when you need a plumber, your toilet clog, you go, like, you'll pay to get it fixed. Or like, you're, oh, not yes. using, you're not using yes, the bathroom. You will. 
for the weekend. So there, there are so many options. And it, same thing with like, if you know how to fix cars, you know how to do these things. It's like, hey, look, okay, cool. Like, I'll help you change this. And for you, it's easy. And it's, it may be fun too. Yeah. Hey, I want to get your opinion on something. I have a skill trade job platform. It allows job seekers to use video where they can create 30 yeah. second elevator pitches to strengthen their online presence. How do you feel video will affect how people, because you do resumes, how people create resumes? You know, obviously it could complement it. I don't think it's going to replace resumes. Yeah, I but- think it's a good compliment. And I think it's going to sort of make it easier to s- filter some people in terms of, you know, it, it's a complex thing because sometimes there is bias because like I call it like the bookshelf bias where you have all, everybody who's a CEO, who, seriously, who's a CEO, they have like these amazing bookshelves. And I was like, I wish I had space for like a bookshelf, but I don't got good closet space, so I can't fill a shelf yeah. with books. You know, so I, I think you have to just make it so that you only care about just making sure that, hey, are they presentable? Are they conveying themselves? And then just kind of showing who they are, because, you know, some of these applications, they get so many jobs that you could say, hey, in addition to the resume, please, please attach a video. And then that way, instead of getting like 500 applications, you get like 100, but with video. So I think it will help in that sense. And I do think having a good video presence, especially now more than ever, it is, it's good to have, you're going to be committing with communicating with a lot of clients on video is going to the business environment is changing. And I think the skilled trades, you need to adapt because, you know, a lot of times, a lot of older people in the skilled trades, they're like, no, it was done this thing, all these computers and all this stuff they're not used to. So I do think it's like the younger generation can add this dimension and add more value where they could have the mechanical skills, but also have the technical skills that go along with it. Yeah. I look at it more as a way of just an edge to stand out. Yeah, That's you how gotta, look, you got to do what you can to stand out, especially in Definitely. the job market. It's just so competitive. Like I've, I've been reading like some jobs get over a thousand applications, you know, and it's like, you know, unfortunately when someone gets over a thousand applications, you, you know, they can ask for more. You got to be yeah. a little more strategic in getting it. And then the other thing is video. I'm going to tell you what works really well is emailing someone a video message right? Good. To, it, like, think about it. You could write a cover letter or whatever, and it could be copy and paste. But if you send someone 30 second videos, hey, my name is Janide. I research your company. I'm really interested in it. I'm really passionate about building cars. And I'd love to sort of build cars for your company. Or I'd love to fix things. I'd love to contribute. And again, it, it just gives another dimension to you. Now you're no longer a faceless person with a resume. You know, you're, yes. you're a three-dimensional being to them. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I like that. That makes that makes perfect sense. You also, it, it, it's how you personally connect. You know, I really enjoy your podcasts. And I found that when you use video versus audio, it just improves the quality of your episode. Yeah. Because of how you connect with your guests. Is that intentional in terms of you using video? Do, do you feel a difference on video yeah, versus not having video? So look, the thing is, well, I know someone who has a podcast and he was saying originally he did video interviews or he did interviews, but he wasn't like there was no video component. He said that the guests that he got on video, he always developed better relationships, relationships for. Right. So because, again, think about when you talk to a call center, like they're very friendly, but you wonder how they look like you wonder, like you just can't, (laughs) if you saw them on the street, you probably never know. So it's just like, you know, right now I see you smiling, you see me smiling and it just gives a different layer. So I think it's like, you got to think about engagement when you're sort of interacting on just anything. It just makes a difference. And it's like, you know, I think like online interviews, right? The video calls versus a phone. Like if I had the option, I'd do the video all day just because again it shows a different layer you can showcase a little more and that what do they say in 
communication like 80 to 90 percent is like body language right yes. or like yes. it, well no yes. 80 i think like 80 percent is body language i think another 10 percent is your how you actually say it so that can be heard over the phone but also if i'm looking at you and i'm saying it if i'm like looking down that makes a big difference so all these things just have a big impact so it's it just more engaging. Yeah. No, I, I, I just, I've just noticed it with you. Cause like I said, I've watched a lot of your LinkedIn lives and um, I've just seen the rapport you develop and I'm like, man, I, I, the video I'm sure is making a difference. Yeah. It so makes a difference. And you know, that. you know, the thing is on my LinkedIn lives, like people, they get to know you more like you're, you're yes. you know, why do these streamers make like they develop community. And one part of community is like you putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing too, I might advise, and I'm not sure if you do this, but I talk to the individuals on the phone before I do a podcast. Yeah. With them. So I get to know them a little bit before to explain, yeah. here's what it's going to be like. Here's some, tell me something about you. So I kind of do some preview yeah. before I actually send them questions. And I remember I interviewed this one lady. She's the first, and I got to connect you with her. Yeah. Um, She's the first union plumber in Nevada. First African-American union oh, plumber in Nevada. Yeah, I need to she's know She's a grandmother. She's off, she's off the charts. Evelyn Pachinko. Okay. Evelyn Pachinko. She is, she's off the charts. She just, you know, you have people who are at a certain age in their lives where they, there's no filter. They say whatever's on yeah, their yeah, mind. Yeah. She's that lady. Okay. But we had a conversation before and she had me cracking up. Yeah, yeah. When I did the podcast with her and it was video off the chains it yeah. went well because I, I talked to her before so i got to know her so just like with our podcast right now this is not the first time i've talked to you i've talked to you yeah, before yeah, yeah. we've talked several we times i've had a conversation makes it easier you know so i was excited anticipating this episode with you because i've spoken with you you know i know you yeah <laughs> you know and so it's the same thing with her so I say this all to say that if you have a chance to talk to somebody before you do a podcast, and, and you may already be doing this, I think that helps a yeah, lot. Yeah, I always do a, a brief intro call, 10 to 15 minutes, just so they okay. know what they're getting into, just a vague, you know, just a vague idea. And, you know, then they kind of hear your voice. They know what to expect. They're not surprised. And, you know, you're sort of a friend at that point. Yeah. No, I like that. I agree with you 100%. So how has social media affected the no degree movement? How, you know, and, and I sort of know this, but do you have a platform that you really prefer? I know you're on LinkedIn. Yeah, I mean, LinkedIn is my go-to platform. I feel like it's the right place. It's the right place to sort of have these conversations. I mean, I'm close to like 8 million views on my content or something like that. Wow. And I mean, over the course of two years. And it's, again, I've connected with you. I've connected with employers. I've con- connected with a lot of podcast hosts and all that. So that's my platform of choice, all right? I want to expand to other platforms, but other platforms, you have to do it differently just because people go on TikTok, Instagram for different reasons. So it's, you have to kind of make your content a little different. So that's, social media has really made it easy for me to sort of get my message out there, really connect with people and all that. Because while I do get some traffic to nodegree.com, I, a lot of people find me through social media. What is the biggest lesson you've learned with no degree? Entrepreneurship is it takes time and it's tough and it's a long road and it doesn't matter how good your message is. You still have to, it takes time. You have to put the word out, but you know, the beauty is it's like you keep putting the work in and you keep, you know, you keep working on something you believe in. You will hit that point of growth where you hit that hockey stick growth. And so it's about making sure you stick with it, making sure you learn and you grow and just get better over time. Excellent. Jonai, last question. What does success look like for you? What's your vision for No Degree? So success is me being happy and me being able to make an impact 
and you know not wake up early that's success for me but All right. and then no degree my vision is really just remove the stigma attached to people without college degrees because i meet so many people they're like i wish i met you five years ago i wish i met you 10 years ago and i wish that they don't have to say that because they met me right they sort of found me they i'm able to influence kids and look i'm not anti-college i'm just i want to give people other options i want to give people and if i could save someone from spending 10 20 30k i'd love that right like that because that's a lot of money like oh it is you could just make such a big difference in that like i know how student loans really impact people so if i could sort of cause you know someone to sort of make a different decision and really impact their lives that would make a big difference no that's huge i think it's so important to have folks like yourself who are doing this because uh, we do have a lot of young people who are struggling wish they had done it differently. Yeah. And like I said, they wish they'd met you sooner. Finally, can you share how people can find you? Yeah. I mean, so LinkedIn, if you search up no degree, you should find me, but my name is J O N A E D last name I Q B A L. So LinkedIn is the best way. Instagram is no degree podcast, Twitter. If you search up no degree, you should find me the, what else? I have TikTok. I got the username at no degree. So I got lucky with that. And nice. <laughs> I got to start making some funny videos on that, you know, explaining about different career options and all that. But yeah, and the podcast on the No Degree podcast on your favorite platform, or you could just go to nodegree.fm and it'll lead you to all these other platforms. Jonah, I thank you so much for your time. I loved having you on the Skill Stadium podcast today. It was an honor. And look, if you ever want me back or any way I can help you, any way I can help your audience, I'm always here. I love what you're doing, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Skill Stadium. It would mean so much if you left a review on iTunes and told your family and friends about the podcast.